Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode on the After Maghrib podcast where you, the viewers, the listeners have reached out to us and have requested from us numerous times to continue a conversation we had which was very interesting back in season one and surprisingly was also in episode two and that is obsession with Shia celebrities. Now we don't want to discuss that in detail but what we want to ask today is is it right for scholars, reciters, lecturers to demand thousands of dollars, pounds for a lecture, for a majlis or for a recitation? But more importantly, before we begin this conversation, I'd like to, as always, welcome my co-host, Ahmed. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing, Alhamdulillah, I'm great. Yeah. I'm privileged to be with you again every likewise, week. Subhanallah. Likewise, alhamdulillah. And last week, guys, thank you so much. It was a really, really interesting discussion. We talked about, of course, the wiladat of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Ali ibn Abi Talib, and guys, if you're new to the channel, if you've just discovered after Maghrib, hit that subscribe button because we're releasing videos every single week and we want you to be the first ones to watch it. And of course, we will continue to talk about things that a lot of people really don't want to talk about. And it's only important to get your mm. feedback and suggestions. So let us know what you want us to discuss. So this is, of course, a big topic. It is. It and is. I think it calls for someone who's qualified to talk on this. Mm. And as our dear friend... I say qualified. Yeah. <laughs> Overqualified. <laughs> Overqualified. Salam alaikum, Nuri. Salam, Nuri. How are you doing, bro? How are you doing? How's things? Welcome back to the UK. Thank you. Appreciate it. How's your time been here so far? It's been weird coming back. Yeah. Uh, it's like going back in time. Things <laughs> <laughs> changed. For <laughs> those who don't know, Nuri's uh, had a family member who passed away recently. So we ask everyone at home to please keep the marhuma in your du'as in her prayers, uh, in your prayers. Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises her to a high ranking. But um, Nuri, this is of course a, a big topic. Do you like it when people call you a celebrity? Me personally? Yeah. No. Why? So the thing is, I mean, this topic is, is so vast and so interesting. Um, I think there's a general discussion and there's also a discussion about what I'm comfortable with personally myself. Um, and I can only speak to my own experiences. Yeah. But hopefully we can have an interesting conversation about it. So the idea of a celebrity in of itself, I don't think it's a very new thing. I think that's something you've got to remember. Um, like it sounds weird to say, but if you used to go back to the time of the Hazbayt, people would see Mukhtar in the street or Mughdad, mm. they would recognize him, right? They, they didn't know who he is. So in, in, in a way, he was kind of a celebrity or someone who's known, right? Now you're in this society which has a celebrity culture yeah. where people are cultivating uh, because essentially ultimately a very godless society what they do cultivate on are soccer players you know football players uh, sorry it's American lingo getting to me football players uh, actors singers and that's essentially who they look up to and who they revere um, so I think we are in a society that reveres people perhaps for their fame or for their craft yeah. right now in and of itself, I don't think it's a bad thing, per se. Um, but ultimately, what you have now is in this society, we have our own communities who are inviting for example, speakers, reciters, and others. And they are essentially looking up to them the same way. Mm. Is that good or bad? I mean, I think the actual philosophy of it, I mean, actual, you know, speaking about it as a very, on a very basic level, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to look up to someone. Like, I, I can say for myself, as someone who, look, who looks up to a lot of speakers, a lot of reciters, it, they've been a big impact on my life. Mm. Following their journey, seeing, for example, uh, uh, interviews about their craft, seeing yeah. them in the in the you know in their element, it's really inspiring to me. It helps me a lot, you know. So I really feel like with these people, um, I'm glad that they're there for me to look up to, yeah. uh, and try and get, for example, my uh, the way I look at my religion, be inspired by them and what they preach and how and how they act. 
Um, so I think it's less of a celebrity conversation mm. and more of a role model conversation. Um, when someone's in the limelight, use that word loosely, and they and, and people look up to him, it's a very positive thing. It can be a positive thing as long as they're you know pure int- intention people yeah. uh, and they bring people toward good causes. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. What makes them notable? So that's the thing. Like if it's if it's so, I'll tell you again from my experience. Like okay. people ask me about this th- thing. There's the fame. Mm. And then there's the respect mm. Fame is like For me personally I can, Again speak about It doesn't really do anything for me But respect Like when I For example When I You guys know I do a lot of video work and stuff When I call people Especially in our community They already kind of know who I am Or they've heard of me So it's nice that There's that relationship built there Respect can take years Decades to get built That's yeah. true So people respect you already For your craft You'll mm. notice as well When you go to communities People recognize you and Because they've because seen you recite They already have a bit of A level of respect for you mm. That's a big blessing mm. That's yeah. a huge blessing It's something that's really That's really a blessing from Allah now, if you abuse that, mm. or for example, if you if you use that to uh, for a negative uh, uh, for a negative uh, goal, then it becomes problematic. Um, I think you know we'll speak about this in detail, obviously. But I think the main thing is as long as you don't follow someone to a fault. So, if for example, someone you look up to, I mean, actors and and, and singers and and you know, uh, footballers are a prime example. How many footballers you know you look up to them because they they're amazing at their game, but they're horrible with their money. Yeah. They're horrible with their families. They're yeah. horrible with, you know, yeah. they're always clubbing or they've got drug problems or good as well. Actors are a prime example, right? How many of them have <laughs> horrible, depressing lives, but you love them for their craft? Yeah. So as long as you can separate the two, again, I get me personally, when I look up to someone, I make sure that I look up to him for his craft. Mm-hmm. If I look to, up to a reciter, and I know this very well because you all know we, we worked here at Hebe TV for, for so long. So, so many times we, we worked with speakers and scholars. I'm not trying to put anyone down, but I've learned to kind of separate the person I look up to Sometimes from the actual person Because every, because ultimately They're all human yeah. Right Every time he does something little We forget that You know Every time you hear a speaker You know Say something like Wait I just heard you on the mumbo Saying don't speak like that I heard you on the mumbo Saying you know yeah. Keep your word And, and you don't I, don't I don't see you keeping I'm not trying to put his colors down But these small things sometimes Though they're human They can bring you away From religion sometimes I mean, And I've seen that a lot by the way the People people look up people too much yeah. Then when they see them fall They're like This religion I mean the thing is I think one thing As an advantage I wouldn't say advantage But something we've experienced We've been able to see people I think on and off the camera in, in, in at least from working here, yeah. Yeah. You know, alhamdulillah, and it's it's nice because you get to see the beauty of, of of these icons, if you want to call them, or influencers or whatever they are, servants, servants of yeah. the Beit and Hamasalam, and and at times at the same time it, it allows you to understand that maybe this is a lesson for me, like you know when we when we when we worked here we would see like a speaker we loved or a writer we loved. And we only know them from for their craft, like you're saying. Mm. And you see them as people, and it maybe teaches us a lesson that okay, I love this guy because I love his voice, or I love his his knowledge, or whatever. So that's an important thing, and that's something we talked about, I think, in when we did the second episode of the mm. first season, and understanding that it's important not to follow them to a fault, like you're saying. I mean, look for me, the only people that I look up to, like without any doubt in their character and who they are, they're Hilbit. Me personally, like me, you know what I'm saying. Mu'ali and you know the Prophet and Alhamdulillah. That's it. Like anyone below that, personally, again, I can only speak to me. Like I appreciate who he is. I appreciate him, for example, either for his scholarly position or his craft, for example, as a reciter. But I don't keep my hopes up. They're fallible at the end. Of They're the day. fallible. So, for example, when I hear, for example, or, or I see them in person, and again, I'm not even speaking about sin. Sometimes it's very small things that you see yeah. in their character. You're like, wait, but I expected you to be like this. Yeah. I expect you to give your 110, uh, your attention 110% to people you don't know. You know, I, I expect you to say salam a certain way. It could be very simple mm. things, right? But yeah. I've learned to like separate uh, from that. And even me personally, and you know this as well, like people, they see the best of us. 
Mm. When, we, when they see us reciting, when they see our videos on Instagram or on YouTube, they see the absolute best of us. As a result, they, they assume that in private life, we're like that yeah, as well. Yeah. No well, one knows yeah, that at home I'm sitting down binge watching a show on Netflix. Right? <laughs> no one expects that guys, from me. Yeah, can I ask yeah? you guys, what are, what are the biggest misconceptions people have about someone in your shoes, Said. Biggest misconception? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, like Nuri, you said people assume that you always be the best of character. I don't think I'm in that position. By the way, can, I would say. Can I sorry, jump, go, sorry go, before go. you jump in, that's not a bad thing because even we have hadith that say that when people assume good of you, yeah, make of sure it, make sure they're right. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. becomes a challenge on yourself to become to live up to it. Exactly, yes, live up to it. Course, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. I was going to say a misconception is that they think you're available twenty four seven to speak with them, answer any questions they have, or go out chill with them, or come to a majlis on this yeah. day on that. So they feel like that's all you have in life. I mean, it's a good thing to have if, if all it is is serving the debate on this religion. Best, you also need your private life. Yeah. Don't well, ask questions about your private life. Yeah. It's actually a perception thing as well. Like me, for example, I have a, a really bad quality, which you guys know, where I'm very socially unaware sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I might see someone that I know, but I just, my mind won't register that he's there, so right. I won't say salam to him. Mm. But if he, know, if, he, if he knew me before I started reciting and after, he'd be like, okay, look how arrogant he is now. He doesn't say salam to me. Right? But the idea is we should really think the best of people's. That's, that, that's why I said, even with me, when I, I don't judge famous people when I meet them. Because I'm like, you know what, maybe he's, having, maybe he's having a bad day. Maybe, for example, he just, you know, it happens to all of us, you yeah. know. Yeah, um, maybe in private, he's a far better person than I, ever, I, I could ever imagine. Mm. We were speaking about this today, ironically, on, on, the, on our WhatsApp group, about people being hypocritical and people who take you for a ride sometimes. You think, why do you do it? But something that kind of hit me yesterday was, you know, we, we have this perception. We're very dunyawi in our approach. So we'll think that we're living on this dunya, on this, on this earth, and this is the be all and end all. But I might meet someone on the street who's like the rudest guy to me or meet someone in the community. But by the end of his God-given time on this earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might raise him many stations higher than, than I'll be raised. Yeah. I'm mm. say. So the status of someone in, in the divine understanding from God is that this person is a servant of me. And you're there assuming the worst of them. Like that says something. Yeah. Thing, we, we don't know that. When we meet people, we can't read their future. We can't read their... The qismat, do you know what I mean? So I think sometimes we, we, we have that tendency to become a bit arrogant and, and maybe a bit, do you know what I mean? Judgmental mm. too easily. Should we judge them? What do you think? You tell me. No. I think it's no. But it's, it's a good, good thing you, you mentioned because sometimes like we can have an assumption of how they are on the pulpit, yeah. or on the podium, or on the stadium, wherever it is. As, as soon as they come down or they leave the majlis or they leave the community and go back home, we want them to be the same way as they were yeah, in the center. So. Yeah. And I don't think we can blame them if there is a change. Okay, can I ask you guys? I'm going to, I'm going to, if you don't I'll mind. I'll just ask like a, Honestly, that, that, I'm gonna, Okay, so we'll have a three-way discussion on this. But I want to ask you guys your opinion on this. Okay. The thing is, we've had a lot of questions. Mm. And thank you again to everyone at home who sent this in. But a lot of people, for some reason, are very keen on understanding the dynamic between majalis organizers and those who they invite, specifically in regards to hadiyah and to finance and to money. That's and a big question. Yeah. All right. So speaking in terms of London, over the last few months, alhamdulillah, we've had some of the biggest scholars and reciters to walk this earth from our community who have come to recite for our community here. Mm. I think that's the biggest blessing. Mm. But of course, with that, questions arise. This is a young organization. They only started a few years ago. Or this is a center which is got finance issues how are they affording this people ask questions and of course naturally people want this to be discussed the last people who are going to discuss it are those who you're accusing of doing things extortionate mm. so people want that discussion to be had so i'm going to ask you clear as day do Black scholars do scholars or reciters 
overcharged? Do they charge at all? Do they assume? Do they request in advance? Do they negotiate? How does it work? I think there's a lot of negotiation that does go on. But ultimately, I think there's nothing wrong in having a say of how much you think you should get, honestly, at the end of the day. But I think where the problem lies is, for example, if you're, you know, let's say, demand, I'm going to call it, at the end of the day, you're demanding a payment. I like to call it hadia at the end of the day, but I think there is a thin line between what a hadia is and what is a demand of payments, mm. in my opinion. But at the same or time, fee. or a fee, let's call it a fee, but it's very important for the lecturer or the recital, the scholar, to factor in that the community runs mainly, solely on donations from the community mm. members. Mm. For sometimes they can't have other, they can't do other things in the majlis because the lecturer or the recital is having such a high fee, it's affecting everything else. That's not fair on the people coming to the center. That's in my opinion. But if this is their full-time job, this is what they are worth. They think this is how much they are worth. I don't know what the problem no, is. I don't think it's even about how much you're worth. It's just about giving your time. I think people underestimate like, like traveling to recite. No, if you're a local nature. guy, like let's say you're in London and the measures is down the road in London, yeah. no issue. But if you're coming from the States or you're coming from, I don't know, Australia, wherever it is, then you got to factor in, for example, you're away from work for about two weeks. If you're coming from Haram, for example, yeah. you're away, for example, from your family, you're away from everything that's usual to you. So you need fees to cover your travel, fees to cover your, true, your, yeah. your, your food, whatever it is, and your stay, and the headier for reciting. So there are things to factor, for sure. And you know, it's, it's funny, I had this conversation with a speaker recently, like a very prolific speaker, and he, he told me, he's like, look, like, when I prepare for a lecture, yeah, let's say I lecture 10 times in Muharram, let's say 30, 40 times a year, right? Each lecture I'm preparing, let's say, for example, a few days, if not a week for, mm. right? What do you think that time was worth? Yeah. Right? It's, it's a lot of time. It's priceless. It's a lot of time. It's, it's a lot of effort. The thing, and, and the thing is, like, if, it was, if we take religion out of the equation, money wouldn't even, even be the factor. Like, yeah, of course, mm. he's a speaker, he's coming. You know, we have to yeah. do, uh, if you're going, for example, to a university, you've got to pay him. Like, it's just how the world works because he's offering your time, right? Of course. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, like, again, I can only speak for me personally. Like, for me personally, the way I, I look at things is that in my head, I'm not getting paid to recite. It's me personally. I'm not getting paid to recite. I'm getting paid for my time. Okay? The minute I get up and recite, I'm like, this is, I'm doing this for free. This is how I personally think. And That's even, no, as, again, it's, it's just me personally because, yeah. and everyone's different. Mm. Everyone thinks about this differently, right? There was a period of time where I actually didn't take any money. And honestly, I can tell you the financial burden of that period of time was very, very difficult for me. Like, I know recites as well that for a while, Reciting was the only source of income. That's baraka in this yeah? idea. Not just that, but reciting was the only source of income. Mm. So imagine he wasn't getting paid any money if he didn't if he didn't request or or take money for a year. How he's supposed to feed himself, feed his family? You know. Yeah. Um, I think that, that that's really important to have. Personally, the way I look at things as well is that there's a difference between being demanding and negotiating and negotiating mm. right? and, and being accepting. So me, for example, personally, like if they say, look, we we have a limited budget. I'm not going to say no because and yeah. for me it's from Hussein. But I will tell you guys and <laughs> listening, I never thought to you guys publicly. There's been times even recently where I've like kind of like, okay, you know, just you can you know pay me a little bit less. It's fine. It's from Hussein. I've really felt the financial brunt of that, like being away from work for a week to go and recite yeah. and coming no, back. I've really mm. felt the financial brunt of it. And honestly, I'll also say that if we look with with every conversation we have, we always look at, for example, what the imams do. Right mm. when Debbie Khazai recited for my brother, I believe it was, and my mother tried to give him gold from the treasury. Right, if if I knew that it was a norm, again for speakers, it's a it's a norm. 
to get paid. It's a very, it's a norm. So if I was a speaker, I don't think I'd even charge or even request money or talk about money at all. Yeah. Right? It's given, right? Yeah. But as a poet, it's like oh, you don't. There's no kind of precedent for it, People right? People think it's a hobby of yours. It, yeah. If 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 if, like, if if there was a culture of yeah, understanding, yeah. like you're giving your time. And you know you get, for example, a certain amount of money mm. or honorarium, which is not a lot of money, by the way. At least for me personally, yeah. I would never even have that conversation. But unfortunately, if I don't have that conversation, you sometimes feel like you're getting taken advantage of, to be and honest, that's the bro, problem. You yeah, about, you know you talk. Sorry, say no, go on. But you know you mentioned like about um, being top of your craft and being a professional, and you're talking about when we when we talk about who are your favorite speakers or reciters. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, our community, at least in the West. Every single city has got dozens, if not hundreds, of speakers or reciters. So at least in London, there's definitely at least a hundred qualified English-speaking uh, scholars who can give a majal, give majlis, and um, reciters who can recite, whether it's in different languages or whatever. But even if you consider the top five or top ten in terms of prolificness and all of that, let's say they're getting paid a few thousand per night, bro. You quantify that across a year. These guys are making, mashallah, good money. But if you imagine that compared to a top performing lawyer or a top mm. performing accountant or top performing engineer, it's really not that much relatively. So if you think about the most famous English speaking scholar or poet or reciter or whatever it might be in the world, yeah, relatively. Does it have to be English in particular? English, but yeah, that's what we listen to okay. or relate to. Can, can mm. I also say, by the way, because I yeah. can have this conversation from a different angle, which is probably more comfortable for the viewers, okay. from a video production standpoint. Because okay. I, I deal with a lot of religious organizations when it comes to videography. And, and you guys know me very well. When it comes yeah, to yeah. poetry, it's like, you know what, there's leeway, it's from I'm saying, it's fine. When it comes to video, this is my source of income. This that's is, this, this, this is my day to day, this is my bread. You know, this is, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah. Now we're having a professional conversation, right? Mm. And unfortunately, there was always a tendency with religious organizations to be like, oh, you know, give us a bit of leeway. Yeah. Can't pay you that much. Yeah. Can't pay that much. They won't say that to the venue. They won't say that for food. They won't mm. say that for anything else that's required of the venue. The minute it comes to video production, it's like, oh, you know, we can't but really maybe that, it. Maybe Even though video is the most valuable, is what, one of the most valuable commodities, commodities today. Right now, but yeah. that's because right? of, yeah. with respect, that's because of who you are. Not because no, of no, who you are. Not no, because of your no, name. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no I'm, I'm saying because you're from the community. No, but I'm saying, yeah, if you were, exactly. If you were a native ah, exactly. American if, if I, if I, production if, company. If my name was David and I had a production house. Exactly. Okay, let's pay him $10,000. It's all right. <laughs> if you have blonde hair, blue eyes. And I've seen that, by the way. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've had to be in a situation where I haggle with people, but they'll bring a white guy to come in as a freelance videographer. They'll pay him a thousand pounds. No, 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 whatsoever. Because, oh, yeah, he's professional. He's white. <laughs> you yeah. know, and 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 that's the big. Uh, so now extend that conversation to uh, again. I won't I won't get into poetry because I think that's a it's 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 a separate conversation. But the speaker or the reciter, you're coming to the majlis, right? The speaker is a big factor, mm -hmm. right? He's putting a lot of time into his lecture. He's the center of uh, not just that, but he's putting yeah. a lot of time into his lecture. Yeah, of mm. course. Right? Again, remove religion from the conversation, right? Think about how much you'd pay any uh, a professor to come to a university yeah. or school. You wouldn't even have that. Think twice about it. Right again, but there is also an other side of the conversation where there needs to be, in my opinion, again, this is me personally, a bit of leeway of understanding. If it's a student group, for example, I know students don't get paid a lot of money, so I know a sheikh, for example, once that told me, he's like, Look, when I get invited, we have that conversation. Uh, if they say, Look, we can't pay you this much, we'll pay you this much, I always say yes because yeah. for students, I never charge them because they haven't got money, right? So I see that as well. But there's also another fact of the conversation where, unfortunately, sometimes if money is involved, people take advantage of you, yeah. And I've seen it with speakers, it's I've true. seen it with reciters. They take it because, because it's easy to bring, because he'll come, no questions are asked, they'll bring him in, you know, they'll, 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 they won't stick to their schedule. They won't yeah. even greet him at the door or say goodbye to him because he's just so easy to come in and he doesn't require a financial investment. Mm. And that's also another it's like, problem. It's a psychological thing. Exactly. And, and by the way, j j just so it's clear, 
we hold the mujtabas here as well as part of the majlis. We hold the majlis every year for all the Benin. We I always make sure that I pay the speaker and the reciter more than they ask for. Yeah. All the time. Because I know what it's like. I know what it's like. And I, 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 know, I know personally that they, uh, anyway, personally, I believe that they're giving their time. They are, I value them. I value them for coming. And I think they value you as well when you pay them. Yeah. Like we walked in on the sheikh and Yasser was with mm. me. And he was waiting for this point. He was literally from the morning, from the morning up until when the majlis started, he was walking around his room in circles, giving the lecture to himself. Subhanallah. That way. He va- when you're paying him, he values the time that he's spending. Not just that, but this sheikh, I remember, he left, for example, like he, his, his schedule was crazy. Mm. Like he left his family of, of how many kids for a week, came back next day, he's flying in straight to work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Imagine doing that. That's, that's not easy. And, and, and even that's then, dedication. And even that, so by the way, also to his credit, the sheikh, who I mentioned his name, me and him never discuss payment because he knows I'll pay him. He doesn't need to discuss it. He knows that's, that he, he knows that I'll, I'll look after him. Yeah, and yeah. even even when it comes to the he flight, trusts. for example, I make sure his flight's a good time. I make sure he's got a good seat because for me, he's giving his time, and I know how valuable time is. The conversation here is wrong, by the way. It's, it's about money. It's not about money. Money is secondary. What's, what's more valuable than money is time. Mm. Time is very valuable. I say time is money. Time is money. Time, time is time is time is the most <laughs> you know, in, in, time uh, is the most time is the most valuable commodity. You know, before you moved, I think it was like maybe 2019 or something like that. 2018. I came to your house once and we had, we had a discussion and you said to me, you gave me a golden piece of advice, which alhamdulillah, to this day I still remember. And if you don't mind, I'll share it. You said to me, always understand the value of your time because any time you're giving to any other commitments, whatever it is, work, community, uh, socially, whatever it is, understand that that's time away from your family and, and, yeah. and your home. E- you remember? E- and, and e- that- even, even time away from work. Like he, he, we, he, me and him were speaking about this before. Yeah. He, he, he works like when he, le- he he's, got on a, he's on a salary, right? When he leaves his job, he doesn't get paid for two, three weeks. Mm. That's, that, that, that's not even about gaining money. It's about losing money. Yeah. Do you understand? That money is not going toward Ferraris and, and Rolexes. It's going toward rent. It's going yeah, toward yeah. bills. Mm. Even me personally, there's been times where <clears throat> just from being given a hadiyah, I was able to put that to my gas bill and survive that year. That yeah. mm. like, like, like honestly, like, like, like there's been times where I've been able to live just based off of how ideas have helped me. So it's not mm. even about gaining money. It's just, it's just time being returned so I can continue to live. Right? And I think that's a different conversation than charging. And again, so again, there's always, like a, there's always a caveat that I'll give because such a delicate conversation. The caveat is, I don't believe personally that you should also abuse that system. Mm. Understand mm. that you're still serving the imam, mm. right? But there needs to be a kind of Mutual relationship between two people that they're not abusing you and you're not abusing them mm. because you're, you're because the cause is good and yeah. the cause is just. Yeah. I want to move away from this whole money thing. Best, I have a question before we swift off a little. Have you ever demanded payment? Just can't say, but you can put me on the spot. No, I I personally, and it was this sheikh actually that I spoke to that kind of had because because again for those there's a period of time where I wasn't charging, I was not charging, so I wasn't asking for any money at all. Yeah, and there'll be times where I would drive toward a majlis. Mm. Not knowing if they'd give me money so I can afford the petrol to get back home. Mm. Like that's how dire my situations mm. were at that time. And he was like, look, he gave me the best advice. He goes, look, have the conversation, but don't be demanding. If they say, look, we haven't got the budget for it, this is what we can afford. It's still from Ramadan saying, do it. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a good... That's a good attitude to have. That's a good yeah, attitude yeah, yeah. to have. Because you're, yeah, yeah, you're, not, you're not turning into a business. No, no, but at the same course, time, you're being, you know, uh, no, you're being reimbursed for your you're time. You're being transparent and you're also being cooperative and understanding. Well, I, I think it's important just to put it back in your head. It's not about the money. It's at about the end the of the day. It's but, about the service. But, but let me put it this way. There's the, the value... Like you said, I really like to put about a professor. Because it's interesting to note that the value of the, 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 the benefit of the knowledge and mm. all of that that we learn or the emotional upliftment that a recital will give you, whatever it is, 
that's stuff people would pay tons of money to get somewhere when else. When it comes to religion, oh, I'll give it free. Yeah, Bro, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you have to understand from our perspective, as a me being a, like a non-public speaker or reciter, right? So I go to a majlis, I get free, like a one-hour crash course in a certain period of Islamic history or certain thing about spirituality or whatever that people would pay money online to listen to a course for. Or I get to listen to a recital that people would pay money, for example, to in, in the outside world to go to a concert for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In the same way I have an emotional connection with a reciter, the outside world people listen to music and so on. But with that in mind, there, if anything, that proves that there's a demand for content. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So for me as a consumer, I'm consuming hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of content on YouTube. Do you know, do you know, what, the do you know what the flow? Do you know what the conversation is? So I'm just to be devil's advocate. So again, like as a as a video, as a guy who does video production, when I go to a business, for example, yeah. I'll figure out how what, what's his goal. Usually, the goal is they're making a certain amount of profit, and they want to reach, for example, double that amount of profit, yeah. right? So based on that, I can say you're making this much. Let's take a percentage of your profit and use that because it's worth investing that money Sorry. to uh, reach the goal of your profit, which you yeah. want through video content, right? That's business for me. That's how I treat business anyway. I think that's a good kind of like way to approach things, right? But the problem with Majalis is again, like you said, it's all donor based, yes. right? Yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. it's a business where but you're making money, because, because, right? Because so, that, so that's why I think that there should be some sort of leeway and a bit of understanding right, that's donor right. money. You know this hadith, there's stories from Islam where he gathered hundreds of reciters, I think it says 120 reciters. He said from all different parts of, of the, uh, the Ummah who had beautiful voices and he said disperse and tell the people the story of my mm. grandfather with your beautiful voices. Yeah. He didn't tell them go and charge and so on and so forth. But the yeah. idea being is that our communities for, for decades and generations have had an expectation as consumers where we go to a and we hear something, we don't have to pay for it. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Now, we're living in a day and age now where in the wider world, you have to pay for Netflix subscriptions, you have to pay for Spotify subscriptions, YouTube premium, so on and so forth. And in return, you get more access to, to greater content and behind the scenes stuff and so on and so forth. And of course, our community is also heading in that direction. Now, I'll be honest, on a, on a personal level, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Like I think in terms of for, for our speakers, our recitals and so on, I think good for them. And to, to be really honest, it's, it's worth the money because we've been taking advantage for years uh, I wouldn't say taking advantage, but we've been listening and consuming content for years free of charge. And if we value that content and we value that reciter or that speaker or that poet, you know, we'll pay for it. And and obviously people have difference of opinion on this. But I want to ask you guys, because obviously you are reciters, you are content creators as well in your own rights. How do you feel about that? Sorry, so, we're so, evolving. So, I, I want to also clarify something as well, because I feel this conversation can be very controversial. The minute we talk about money, it's also about how we interpret what well, you know this this term of money, right? Yeah. Mm. If you think about money, about again, like I said, Rolex, Rolex, Rolexes, Lamborghinis, flash holidays, then that's not the kind of money we're talking about here. We're talking about money to survive, making a living, making a living. Yeah, right. Money to survive. That's mm. it. Those are very two uh, different types, types of approaches. Which is why, I, which, which is why I said that the most important thing to understand is that time is the most valuable commodity. Right. Right. So because you're giving your time, that time needs to be reimbursed. Okay. Right. I think that's how it. it, it, it and again, like I always separate. Between business, which is my business, my, my video production, that's business. So when someone says, "Oh, can we get a discount?" I was like, "Look, we're not we're not doing images, bro." It's like yeah. it's, it, it, you, you're you're asking for something that's going to give you profit, mm. right? So that that, that conversation shouldn't, shouldn't happen. Mm. When it's for images, when it's based on donor money, when, for example, if it's, if it's students that are funding it, you know, I'm I'm not gonna personally again. I can only speak for me. I will not put people that I uh, that are doing something good 
in a position that will you know make them but I'm not talking about that, 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 that. I'm not talking about that because that's I mean I appreciate that but that's specifically in regards to communities and the negotiation phase and so on yeah but specifically in regards to like in this day and age the evolving day and age brain there's less human interaction yeah. in the sense of this is what I'm asking for can you do less blah 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 we're now in a day and age where people you can sell a commodity yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's less no human interaction mm. so this is the price for content X or Y or Z Pay it or don't pay it, it's up to you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But that, that, we see that now. You want to rent a movie on Amazon Prime, how much do you pay? There's also another it's conversation that he'll knows very well. How much do albums cost to make? Oh, and man. tracks? Thousands, huh? They're, Thousands. They're not yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. Thousands of pounds. And Thousands. He, he is a, he's a witness to, to me. He knows me very well. If I had people come and say, you know what, we're going to fund you to do five albums, albums a year. Ten albums. They're not even pay me. Just pay the sound engineers and, the, and you know, uh, and the, for the for the marketing and whatnot, then we'd do it. We'd and give our time. It does a lot of right? benefit. Yeah. No, a, lot of benefit. a lot of benefit. Every album that we've released yeah. over the years, even though sometimes I've been like in a conversation with myself, is is there a point of this? Why are we doing it? People really appreciate it. The you first time. you yourself call me all the time and and, and, and say you appreciate yeah, it, right? Yeah, 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 now yeah. who's paying yeah. for those albums? Yeah, <laughs> Where yeah. does the money come from? Sometimes well, a lot comes from my pocket. Yeah. Comes from my my, my overdraft. Well, it's mainly self right? self funded. <laughs> it's self funded, and they're very expensive to do, right? Now the problem is because as a community we have this negative relationship with money uh these things should be ideally funded self uh, you know you know funded from from the community there shouldn't be any question about it but unfortunately because our conversation our money are so negative you know we have these uh kind of uh brick walls that we hit when it, when it comes to wanting to i myself there's there's a few documentaries i want to make like really high quality documentaries i can't find donors for them people, people are going to fund them yeah. and I, it's really disheartening to me because the projects that I have worked on, that are passion projects that have done a good impact on the world, I was severely underpaid for. Yeah. Severely underpaid for. Mm. And it still breaks my heart to this day. It's not acceptable. Because mm. if I had the proper budget for it, I would create something uh, you know, that I feel could go really far mm. and make positive impact. But because we're very selective about what we spend our money on, and we're very selective yeah. about the way we treat money, you know, we can't, uh, we, it, it's very difficult to launch, launch these projects off, projects off the ground. You know, seeing that, the point that you mentioned just before Nuri spoke, on a personal level, sometimes I have thoughts in my head. Like, I have got, like, a vision, or sometimes I have, like, uh, you know, a certain thing or avenue or path that I want to take, but finances are always a barrier. Okay. They're like an obstacle. Because, you know, if you're not funded by, let's say, an organization or a group of mu'mineen, it's very difficult to do any any work Islamically because nothing is free at of the course, end of the day. Of course, yeah. On a personal level, you know, speaking of demanding and payments and stuff, I genuinely have never demanded a single payment. Okay, but if I do get anything, I don't say no. But that payment goes towards funding things. For example, you're creating an album track, you're doing a video clip, you have to go, uh, you know, pay the cameraman, go pay the editor, go play the pay the venue, go pay the sound man, go pay the sound mixer. And that's the there is a lot of things that go in. So any payments, for example, or any hadiyah yeah, that yeah. comes my way, alhamdulillah, in the service of the Ahlul Bayt, mainly goes towards these things, which mm. is doing the work that, inshallah, we want the world to listen to. But I think it's important if we can touch a bit about subscription. Because if I give this as, as an example, we can use the same example with the community. We can use the same example with TV stations, is that we yeah, yeah. need finances to come in to fund it's projects, true. It's true. the same way a community needs money to facilitate a majlis, reciters, content creators, lecturers, they need money 
to invest this in themselves. But look, at the end of the day, if it's going to their own pockets, I don't know. Allahu yani. That's between them and God. But if it's going into their work, into their service for the community, it's for the greater good. But you know what's interesting? Like, and this is probably something for me talking to everyone at home as well, specifically. Like, think about how much, for example, we benefited from these servants, for example, not on a level. Fundraising. <laughs> Please. Pay new uh, rent. You know, no, no, no. Hear <laughs> what I'm going to say. Hear what I'm going to say. No, Nori, and I, th- I think the first album I featured in yours, the 10th, yeah. Uh, the 10th, I was like, I already thought in my head, I was like, how am I going to pay for this? Mm. I, this was a long time ago. It was like, don't worry, it's on me. Like, generally, Nori covered it. Mm. And then I went into another album with him, and Nori covered it. Again. No, it was a donor. No, but you didn't no, demand no. anything from me. Oh, no, of course. You not. didn't no, say, no, for example, but that's what it's all oh, about. So yeah, of course, 100%. I'm not going to ask you money. Of Guys, but because it's not the, about the making money. Thing, the important thing here is you, mashallah, you guys, and, and, and for all the, the other khuddam who are doing what they're doing, have achieved what they've achieved, and you guys have got to where you've got to with all the restrictions and the hurdles. Imagine what you could do if you had a great capacity. And, and no barriers financially yes. and so on and so forth. So I just want to say, oh, maybe we need a mentality shift. Maybe it's maybe it's a case where, for example, we are like, we're thinking, oh, but you know, there's 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 a war in Yemen and there's orphans in Iraq and so on and so forth. Yes, of course, absolutely. But there's also a need for for investment into our, into a culture, basically, and into the growth of our home communities. And I think in doing that, you've got to support in the individuals who are mm. getting up on the on the member or getting up on the stage and the podium and who are performing, not even just performing, they're serving for us and for the Ahlul Bayt and ultimately, I mean, you guys, mashallah, have got potential and you've got talent and it's clear as day. Do you know what I mean? So if we are not understanding the value of that, then it will always be hard on you. I, I same, mentioned this album example because yeah, yeah, yeah. number one is for serving the Ahlul Bayt. But if it was anything else, they're like, what do we get in return? Like, if we're going to put But that's you... the same, you know, with ABTV, with Ahlul Bay TV, and with other uh, TV channels and media organizations. It's always been a case of like, yeah, but what do I get? Bro, it's not about what you get. Mm. It's about what the community at large is receiving, mm. the, the benefit. So, for example, what you did in terms of your album and, and uh, paying out of your pocket, but do you know that was... Don't, the... don't know, don't know. It was in my own pocket, just to clarify. Don't know, money, yeah. Fair enough. But you know what I'm saying? In, 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 in terms of the expenditure life. there... And you asked yourself, you said you asked yourself, what value does it bring? That was the first time I heard, said, Ali Did you know that? And that introduced me to his work. The only reason I recited is English because of Nuri. And that was about eight, <laughs> eight, ten years ago, something like yeah. that, yeah? yeah? The first album. And that's a very interesting thing because you're, you're introducing not just your work mm. and your poetry, but other reciters and their work. And it's going out there worldwide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this, it's the same with other media organizations. What if, what if there's people who are charging subscription? But they're giving you the same content that you're seeing already up there. Mm. That sense. But some people mm. are happy to pay for that. Like, as a hadiyah, if you think example, of it that way. already online, if someone is supporting, if someone is supporting Ahlul Bayt TV, as an example, yeah? I'm saying as an individual. Yeah, yeah, as an individual. Let's say you watch Ahlul Bayt TV. You either contribute or you don't contribute to mm. the channel. You're still watching the same content. Yeah. But the thing is, you're giving it out of your heart because you think these guys can do more work if they have more support. You watch Ahlul Bayt TV or you watch After Maghrib and you want to sponsor the show. Whether or not you sponsor it, the, sh- the show goes on. But you're giving it out of your heart because you think they could do more work if they had more support. Yeah. That's the way I see it, at least. You know, it's funny. Do you remember that Pillars Fund uh, filmmakers program? Yes, the Rizamid one when he like yeah, tried yeah, to cultivate. Yeah, yeah. So there was, there was, if you don't know, there was this uh, program where they tried to cultivate ten Muslim filmmakers 
and they got applicants from all around the world, right? So I don't know if you remember what the the terms of the agreement were, were but if you won the award, uh, I still remember it was like we're going to give you twenty five thousand dollars to spend as you wish. Mm. Yeah, why? Because like the philosophy is it frees up your time, so that you can so that we, so we can cultivate, cultivate your craft as a filmmaker, right? Mm. Now think about that. Think about that. It it, it makes a hundred percent sense that you. For example, let's let's say for example you got a talent right now. Let's say, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. You, you got someone who wants to become a speaker or a scholar, mm. right? Or wants to become a reciter, right? Why can't he do it? He's busy paying his bills. He's busy working his nine to five. He's busy, you know, uh, with his business. Yeah. These guys are like, no, we're gonna give you to, uh, 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 a significant, we'll sort that out. a significant you, amount of money. You yeah. can so frees up your time. You can you can yeah. spend that money on your rent for a good six months, mm. and you can focus on your screenplay. You can focus on your short film, right? And and I think that. Mentality is the same mentality that we need, we need to have. This conversation around money that we have is like it's, it's something dirty, yeah, right? Something dirty because I think it's 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 a kind of immature mentality that you you associate money again with like high life. Money makes the world go round. Money is not dirty unless it's money is not dirty un, un, unless you misuse yeah. it, mm. right? Yeah. Money is what keeps you going, keeps you sustained, risk from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Yeah, that helps you more toward your craft mm. and helps you uh, to do good. And that's it. Again, like um, I have my own kind of personal perception on it, but I can say safely, like when it comes to me and the way I deal with speakers and I deal with other reciters, I fully appreciate they're giving their time and they need to be awarded for that time. Mm. Um, so why is it when I request, Nuri, can I have some poetry? This is a fit. Oh God, not <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Nuri? If you don't mind. By the way, no, so, so I want to clarify. This. No, no, that's no, no, wait, wait. <laughs> have I ever asked you for money for a poem? Never. See, this is the thing. Never. When it comes to poetry, writing poetry, I don't ask for a penny, ever. Can you write right? me a poem? Inshallah, you know. <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, like, when a recite asks me, because the thing is, for me, it's like I, I can't justify to myself because I'm not traveling anywhere. It's yeah, not like yeah. I'm flying from city to city, mm. taking five days out of my work schedule, yeah, yeah, of course. in order to get conversation. Yeah. It'll, it'll take me half an hour of my time, even though it's Can it's I difficult. ask you guys a question? Moving yeah. on, I, I kind of want to move on from money. I want to talk about just going back to the concept of of being an icon and the influence and so on. So let's put money to one side. I think we've like kind of gone mm. into it. And hopefully, inshallah, for those who asked us to discuss it, we got a good amount. <laughs> Hit out the of subscribe that. button. Hit the subscribe button. If you've reached the description, yeah. All right. Um, let me ask you guys a quick question. Yeah. Firstly. If someone uses or reshares or reposts your work, your recitation, your poetry, or whatever it is, but does not credit you, how do you feel? Is it wrong? Uh, you know, it's funny we had the conversation. Why do that? We had the conversation. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. The fact that your work is reaching the masses, what's wrong with that? Just because your name so is not far, on okay, there. Me... I think if you seriously have a problem with your name missing from your work being shared, you've got ego. Okay, so let's say you're a painter. You spent a year painting a picture and then someone's sharing or printing that on a canvas. Well, I'm not going to... Uh, it depends. If it's Islamic so I'm saying, It's the same concept. Mm. But one is religious, one's not. It's fine. I think it's fine. Okay. I agree with that. If person. you're copyrighted, like, what, what, why are you? Yeah, why are you? Yeah. Like, are you a trademark? Why are you? I don't know. It's a good point. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. That's normally my thing different. <laughs> yeah. No, so it, it, it's funny because we had this conversation before and I'll say this on the podcast. Yeah. Um, there's been times, by the way, <laughs> I think you told me someone was sharing my poetry on a WhatsApp no, someone else. It was another guy from the coaching community. He was sharing my poetry on WhatsApp and putting his son's name on the end of the poem. His son's <laughs> name. Yeah. And saying, look what my son wrote. Allah <laughs> that guy told his dad, dad, look what I wrote. <laughs> but it's so funny. I, I, used to just, I, I used to just laugh at it and brush it off. But again, there's, there's an account. May Allah bless him. There, there's times that I see, for example, Instagram, people share my poetry and they don't put their own name, but they won't put my name. Right. Right. And it literally gets thousands and thousands of, 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 of likes and shares. Yeah. And for a second... And I'm saying, I'm, I'm being very real with you. For a second, I'm like, let me message them and just say, look, can you please put my name, right? They're like, wait, 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 wait. 
what are you gaining out of this? You're not doing this for your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're missing the point, right? I literally kill that thought straight away, and I don't even, uh, uh, I, I don't even uh, uh, give any 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 more thought to that that thought because it's a very dangerous thought. Because the minute you do that, your intention is screwed, right? It shows your sincerity, by the way. Mashallah. Hopefully, let's. No, I hope no, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I've, I've heard but, other but, stories but, of people but, actually true. like. No, but but the thought came to my mind. So the, the yeah, but you the didn't mukhlis, act on it. Has you didn't it doesn't matter. The mukhlis it doesn't even come to mind in the first place. Look, no, 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 no. Maybe there's something about me. I would acting on it. And by the way, in my humble opinion, you acting on it isn't haram. No, I know. So 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 you're entitled. The thing is, the thing is, so that was the battle with myself. It's like it's not haram. Technically, what they're doing is a bit is a bit wrong. Yeah. Morally, it's not. It's morally, it's not the best. Yeah. 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 Of course. But you know what? There the was greater actually, your goal. Your goal at the end of the day was for words to touch the hearts. Of there was a story. There was a story. Can that I? Really, can yeah, I just yeah, share yeah. something? I keep cutting you off. Sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I, I wrote some poetry uh, last year to something, right. and then two people actually said, "You know what? That sounds like Nuri Sanda." <laughs> I'm like, "Wallah, did jackets work?" <laughs> but it goes to show how much the influence, influence you've had. But you know what's Honestly, funny? It's the Shakespeare of you know the Shia Again, I'll say this because I think this is a, uh, on the Just so you know, I do yeah. look up to you. Like, Wallah, you've inspired like, I don't know English. Why, you know what this, 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 this Can English I ask you a question? Another question. Off. I've got you know, so much you know, to say, you keep cutting me off. Sorry, I want to ask you now, yeah? Someone asked me the other day, he's like, you know, Nuri, I was like, yeah. He goes, does he speak like that in real life? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> well, poetically. He's like, For example, <laughs> Please, can you get me a cup of water? A cup of water, please, can you bring to me? Like, backwards, Yanni, like Yoda. <laughs> I was you like, no, bro, it doesn't You, know, you know how many people say to me, they're like, I don't understand you. When you're in the mumbo, you're so eloquent. As soon as you get down, we can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, so, th- there's actually a story that, 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 that I heard before I saw you post on Instagram yeah. that really made me think. I heard it from Hassan Qazwini. Okay. And he was like, this is someone I know, personally. Someone, he wrote a book during uh, Saddam's time uh, a book on some sort of issue uh, and I think he had to flee Iraq or something his house got raided a scholar found the book a scholar this scholar published the book wow. with his own name on it wow the book he published the book with his own name on it after like 10-20 years he went back to the scholar he goes look I have to ask for forgiveness uh, I went inside your house I found a book and I saw your name on it and I published it please forgive me the scholar said no there's a problem with uh, I forgive you firstly but, but there's a problem you only published the first part Here's the second part. Take it, put your name on it, and publish it. Subhanallah. That's 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 pure intention. That's next level. That's muqlis. That's, that's someone who cares about what Allah thinks, not about what people think, mm, right? And that's something I'm not saying. I that's something I try to I try to aspire toward. Mm. Right? That's something Allah tests me with that's all beautiful. the time, and I try my best to, to, to aspire toward that. That's when that's when you're you're. You understand what you're doing and who you're doing it for. Well, you need to always remind yourself or anyone around you that at the end of the day, it is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's service, it's serving at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I've got another question for you guys. I just want to get these out of the way because I know we've got people that have submitted questions and so on. In terms of where you have reached thus far, inshallah, where you will reach in terms of your status, the, the, the support the community have given you, is that tawfiq? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Ahlul Bayt Or is there an element of No, I've deserved to get here, I've worked to get here And that's why I'm here as well Of course, all risk comes from God I, I think at the end of the day, personally It does come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the Ahlul Bayt, no doubt Because if they want to push someone or elevate someone Or make someone known out there Or make them notable or recognize Whoever it is It's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it's in, in, in yeah you can you can you can go singing. There's a difference. You can go sing. You can go do I don't know dancing and stupid TikTok videos. The people rise you. Yeah, yeah. But serving Allah rises you. There's a huge difference. Yes, yeah. honestly. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, and I'll, 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 I agree with what he says and I'll prove it to you. You keep saying, oh, yeah, people associate with English poetry and whatnot. If you actually search, I've done this, if you actually search the most listened to and most views Nohas in English on YouTube and stuff, you'll see, I think, nine out of ten of them have been written by, by me. Most of them aren't by me. Is that so? Yeah, they're by people purer than me. Mm. Ali Khalqali, Sajjad Jihad, other names that I, uh, I forget. People that are really pure, yeah? But for whatever reason, Allah has decided that, that people say English poetry, they, they, they uh, like you said, I'm not saying this myself, they, they associate my name with it. That proves, and again, another point, there are people out there that we know, you go hand and in that hand. you've seen on <laughs> you've Unsufferable, seen, <laughs> like, like Ali and Muhammad. That, you, that, that you've seen online, that their poetry is 10 times better than mine. It's, it's so funny, every, every once in a while I see a tweet, oh, Nuri Salah's poetry is not even that good. I agree, <laughs> it's not good. But I'm saying, even then, even though there's poetry out there that's better than mine, much better than mine, people that are purer than me, for whatever reason, Allah has decided that my poetry goes far. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Maybe there's some sort of hikmah that Allah knows. I don't know. Yeah, but what right? I'm saying is, that, is there that, an but, element of work ethic? No, no. That's tawfiq. No, that's so, 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 so that proves that there's tawfiq involved. Obviously, right. there's also an element of working hard. Right. I'm not claiming I'm gonna add that I work hard. I can definitely work harder. But um, people who de- generally dedicate time to their craft will see the fruits of it. There's a hadith by Sayyid Muhammad if I'm not mistaken. He says, if man wants to reach uh, a certain point, if mm. he has a goal, and he actively works toward it, he'll either reach it or a little bit less or a little bit more. Mm. Which means if you really try your best to reach that goal, you can reach it. And I've seen over the years so many people that start to write poetry um, that just disappear. Yeah. They give up. Yeah. Right? And so I think really, if you really dedicate time to your craft and you really invest time and effort, then Allah's pushes yeah. you. So it's a bit of like a hand in hand situation, I right? You know it's why not that, stuff, it's yeah. not that you can't get there without Allah's help, but He'll also reward you for working hard. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Can that's, I just, how, that's how I see it. Can I read you a hadith? Go I got sent today earlier by my brother. Um, this is a hadith where the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, narrated to Abu Dhar al-Ghafari. He said, Oh Abu Dhar, do you think that lots of money is wealth? Wealth is only the wealth of the heart and poverty, of po- poverty is poverty of the heart. Whoever has wealth in his heart, then nothing he faces in this life will harm him. Whoever has poverty in his heart, then nothing he accumulates in this life will be enough for him. The only thing that will harm him is his miserliness. Mm. I think that's an incredible thing. Mm. Because wherever you reach, and this is a perspective yeah. I have, wherever you reach in this day and age, whether it's through your work in the community, whether it's through your success in business, whether it's through the number of children you have, the, the, whatever it might be, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken you there. And that's a, that's critical for us to remember it's very easy for us to think that i worked hard i got here i didn't start my dad didn't give me a loan i got to where i am i is what shaitan how he became who even Imam ali himself says i seek refuge in allah from the word i yeah which is why you see a lot of scholars they say we when they say i don't do that because i find it weird grammatically i also but, want to stop mentioning i too much yeah you told me <laughs> <laughs> No, no, me, it's for me, it's grammatically right? like I sounds make more, make so, more yeah. sense. So, so if there's someone out there listening right now mm. who thinks I'm writing poetry or I've started reciting, I want to become big. What's the formula for success? Is that the wrong mentality to begin with? Yeah. You know why it is tough? Why aren't I famous? Yeah, I want to get. I'll give a very similar comparison because he was like you know the most listened to English now has are not written by him, but he's the most. Um, notable person in the English world when it comes to English poetry. Same thing exists, I think, in the Arabic world. As an example, I'm not going to mention reciters' names, but I'm going to go into the recitation field here. Every two, three years, someone big comes and disappears. Mm. Okay? They come, they go. They come and they go. They only come 
because either they've done like a high-end production value or either they've got like a huge huge friend community that push their work they out have there one viral thing and, and then it disappears yeah, yeah. The only one guy has continuous tofia but there is one person mm. Who has never? I think he's only done one album his whole life, and that was like when I was five years old. Oh, Till now, the world listens to him. The world still invites him, and he recites the same thing. Hardly anything changed. Say Hassan Karbala. May Allah bless him. He is one humble, sincere there's, servant. There's, there's so that, much I can tell you about this this guy, and so me, him, and Jazani, a few others, we look up to his recital so much. Really, because yeah. again, like he's he's the kind of guy. You know, you're talking about like working hard on your. He doesn't care if, if there's a camera or not recording his recitation. Yeah. He doesn't care it's, if the salmon's not yeah, working. Yeah, the thing is, it, it, it's kind of sad to. I don't want to get back. It's kind of sad to a fault. Like, he won't put a lot of effort into doing albums. And I don't want to say a lot of effort, but like, it, it, it's clear that he's more like. It's a kind very of, minimal. A kind of, yeah, very minimal, minimal kind of. You know, I'm, it's from what I'm saying. Let me just recite. Recite the same Qasida that I recited last year. It's fine. You know, it's from what I'm saying. That's it. This guy, you'll see him walking around Karbala. <laughs> By himself, just saying something to people. He's, the He's very, very Kabbalah. humble. Mashallah. And as a result, when you go to his majlis, when you go, when you do, go to his majlis, you feel. You feel and you heart. know Zahra is there. You feel, heart, you feel the heart of what you're saying. Mm. You feel it. Mustafa will know as well. He's going to his majlis. Say Hassan Karbala. You really feel it. Every, every Karbala, uh, late al Arba'in, his majlis. Every Arba'in. Muharram. Muharram, he used to recite in the shrine. That's when I was there one time, I'll go to every single majlis. I would see him. I was doing Martin, I'd see him coming to do Martin next to me. But that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does that. He will elevate someone based on their heart. 100%. It's almost crazy. Yeah. Yeah. In the past two, three years, he mm. doesn't even recite anymore. Yeah. He's just sort of hosting the majlis. <laughs> everyone is still coming. Get on the stage. Everyone needs to recite. But you know what? Even to be honest, even on, on a smaller scale, yeah, you might have an auntie or an uncle. They're just humbly doing their bit. And they will recite. They know they've not got like the best voice or whatever. But they're just trying to serve. Yeah? And yeah. They don't want anything in return. We talked yeah. about this last time. And I love that. Mm. They don't want to be famous. They don't want to be an Instagram influencer and get sponsors. For them, they're just serving. Yeah? And they will put their... Like my um, my grandmother, I always talk about her. May Allah bless her and lengthen her life. She, like, I found this out like a couple of years ago. Mm. She's written books upon books upon books of her own nahas, her own wow. poetry. Mashallah. She's never performed it, never recorded. Do you know what I mean? She keeps it to herself. I'm like, why'd you do that? Let let the world hear it. Like, yeah. but to be honest, some people just do it because it, it it's for them. It's connection with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, or they will mourn about Abdullah Hussein through that act. And for them, I love that man. That's purest form of sincerity. Like mm. they're keeping it to themselves, and they know that I, I'm not getting or I'm not trying to get anything out of it. Yeah, and you know, may Allah bless can those I, people. Can I mention two things? Go on. So the first one is about um, uh, it's kind of leading on to the beginning of the conversation about being a celebrity, right? It's a story I heard that I always remember. You know, Hamza Zaghir, old yeah. school uh, Kabbalah OG. recital. He's the OG. Before Basim, he was the main guy, right? So he's uh, the one who built the king of the pulpit. <laughs> yeah. But he, he was, it's funny because like at the time, obviously now, like when you're a recital, and you're a big recital, you travel the world, right? At the time, he only recited kind of for, for a city and stuff, maybe to Kuwait and Bahrain and stuff, but generally in Iraq, right? He was known to be famous. This story, I always remember it. Him, it's funny because we talk about Hadiyas, he would never request any money, right? He'd either get paid a bit of money or cigarettes at the time. <laughs> it sounds funny to say now, but that, that's no, what he would get, right? But yeah. what was interesting was his craft, he used to iron clothes. No way. That's what he would do for a living, right? So he, and he would be famous. So people would come to his, people would come to his store, his, 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 his ironing shop, people would come to his ironing shop and they'd give him their clothes and they'd see Hamza Zaghar, this big amazing recital behind the, <laughs> behind the thing, ironing their clothes for him. Mm. I always remember this because 
these guys, you know very well, and those who are well versed in, you know, Latmiya's history and stuff, him, Kadamon Dur Kabbalah, these guys were so pure. Yeah. As a result, if you go to Iraq today in Kabbalah, until today, they recite their Latmiyas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until today, Kadamon Dur is buried in the shrine. Yeah. I've been in Muharram there every single night. Every reciter recites his poetry. Yes. They point to his grave and say, uh, this poem was written by Kadamon Dur Kabbalah until today. Every That's where Iraqi being Mufas gets community you. in the world. You cannot have a Muharram without right. reciting at least one of their. One of their Literally, I went to yeah. uh, uh, Muharram in, in Detroit. They were saying his poetry in Detroit, halfway across the world. Yeah. So, subhanAllah, that's where being a mukhlas gets you. The second thing is, you know, you mentioned about having an aunt or having an uncle who's kind of like, you know, low key. I've had this kind of shift in my own thinking recently. Mm. Um, I had a, a lecture series. It's a really good lecture series. I recommend it to anyone by Sayyid Baruch Kazwini. Very simple about the stages of death. So, death, what happens being in the grave, Barzakh, uh, resurrection, and judgment day. I think it's five episodes. Um, you can search it on YouTube, you can find it. I heard that series and I was like, you guys know me very well. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kind of like uh, checklist kind of guy. Yeah. Okay, I've got to get here. Let me do this so I can get here. Whether it be work, it's family, B, B, or whatever C, it is, yeah. right? I'm like, wait a minute. If, I, if, I, if my goal is the hereafter, let me shift that checklist to make sure I get to the highest place in heaven. Because that's where we're going to be for, the, for eternity. Right, we're gonna be here for like what 20, 30 more years, <laughs> if that. Grant you a right? long life. Yeah, Rabbi, inshallah. We're gonna be here for like service. we're gonna yeah, be here for right, like a few more it? decades. We're gonna be the there for eternity. Pass. So yeah. if you shift your mentality, okay, what can I do here that will get me the best station best there? Best position, yeah. Right, best then place. everything changes. Yeah, then everything you do changes. Which is why I was like, you know what? I was very focused. You know, what? I was very focused about making a film. Remember this? Very focused about yeah. getting into filmmaking stuff. I still got a passion for it, but I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna die in a few in a few decades. What will help me more than that is poetry. Mm. Because that's what's really going to help me when I die. That's what, when the Ahlbayt see that and they intercede me, that's what's really going to help me. So let me focus on that more. You know, mm. Let me focus on sharing that a bit more because that's what's going to help me get in the, in the hereafter. Let me be, try and be a bit, bit more sincere. Let me you know, do more amal. Very simple Mashallah. stuff, right? Mashallah. So I think when you have that shift in mentality, that's where all our goal is. As long as everyone's intention is kind of like there, I think that's what will cultivate uh, great, great role models. And a great community. Oh, sense. You know, it's been a very interesting discussion. You know, you know. Although I'm your friend, the fact that you're here, I've learned a lot when it comes to this this matter, the subject, and your questions have really started to make me ask other questions. Because I think what's important, and I think what we are actually really missing in this conversation, and it's very important, is the sincerity in the service that we mm. all do. Not me, not you, everyone. Whether you're a reciter or not a reciter, whether you're a person reciting the Quran. Whether you are a person just serving in a majlis or facilitating someone to come serve in that majlis, it's your sincerity and how you do your service. So I want to ask you this question, Nuri. Alhamdulillah, you know, you have started from a very, very youthful age serving the Ahlul Bayt. And until now, have you seen a shift in change when it comes to people's akhlaq? When it comes to serving, Subhanallah, you know, I was just, I was just thinking because about making, it is akhlaq. I was just thinking about making this point before you said this, by the way. One thing I've noticed here in London, like genuinely, I don't know what it is, but there's much more of a uh, sincerity when it comes to serving Muhammad Hussein. I don't know if you guys mm. know most of Majalis stuff. Um, it's really, really beautiful. I, I can see it. I can feel it when you go from Muharram Majalis, Akbar Foundation, other Majalis as well, Fatimiyah, the Mulbini Majlis that we do. Uh, you can really feel that people have a deep. Deep, uh, pure connection to Imam Hussein, mm. and you see that in all the friends that we have that we grew up together mm. serving Imam Hussein. Of course, we we're always trying to do the right thing, but now it's like there's a level of purity in what you're doing. When you're mourning, you're you're not mourning because it's because it's you know it's it's uh, what's the word? It's um, 
uh, mechanical anymore. Mm. You're doing it because you believe in it. You're crying because this is really touching you. You know, me personally, I learned this by going for ziyara in uh, in Karbala. Uh, I was there almost every Muharram for the past ten years. Um, just seeing the way they do matam in the shrine, it just shifted my whole mentality. Because mm. those guys that are there, they've been killed for this stuff. You know, I remember once I, I did a documentary about Muharram under Saddam. I love how everything goes back to your filmmaking. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to pitch myself. <laughs> I remember once that I did a documentary about Muharram and the Saddam. No, but it, it shows like yeah. you are really involved. Thanks, bro. MashaAllah. So, Muharram and the Saddam. So I interviewed all these old school guys that are heads of the Mokibs there. Yeah. yeah. And they all shared the same thing. They were like, you have no idea how happy we are and how full of joy we are that we look around us right now and we see Muakibs coming in. Mm. We see people doing Martin. We see Mujalis. It brings us happiness. People coming for Ziyar. It brings us happiness. Since that time, every Muharram, my friends will tell you this who know me, like... <laughs> You're miserable the whole year. When Muharram comes, you, you've got a sense of joy about you. Obviously, it's a very sad time, but yeah. I feel happy because I feel blessed. Mm. I feel blessed to be uh, among the servants of Muhammad Hussein. I feel, mm. I, feel, I feel joy that we're given that tawfiq ultimately to be there and serve. Mm. And I think that's one thing that I'm really, really proud of. Um, and one thing that I see, maybe it's Allah's blessing. Especially, I, I feel like, plus, again, my own experience, especially what I see in, in, in London with the, with the Majalis, there's a level of purity that, that has really come to, from, I don't know where it's come from, but it's just... It's it, it's something really inspiring to me. It reminds yeah. me to keep it sincere. It reminds me to 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 renew your intention before you do anything. Um, and it's something I try to carry with me all the time. I've got a million dollar question for you. Is and it worth a million dollars or? It's <laughs> worth a million hasanat, inshallah. Um, and that's let's say someone who's new in this field. Um, you know, maybe an upcoming reciter, upcoming lecturer, as someone who's you know spent more than half your life, I can say, serving. His faith, Allah, Rasulullah, the Ahlul Bayt, in particular Imam Hussein. What advice would you give them to keep them in check in terms of akhlaq, humbleness, you know, um, how to keep them maintaining that service as they rise to faith? Very easy, very easy, very simple. Don't forget that Allah gave you this, Allah can take it away. Ahsan. Imam Hussein gave you this. Imam saying, and this is try. How many speakers mm. have you seen over the years mm. that have gone up and disappeared? Yeah, reciters true. up, disappeared. Allah can take your tawfiq away like this. Yeah. yeah. So don't forget that. Don't forget who. I remember. I remember this story. There was, uh, you know, Hassan Sagheer that recited in, yes. in Kabbalah. Very old school guy, right? He was. Someone was interviewing him, and they asked him, uh, uh, "How do you decide where to recite from Muharram?" Like, what's, what's your preference and stuff? That's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he goes, and he says something that, that, that made me realize it's so true. He goes, personally, I'm of the belief that before Muharram comes, Imam Hussein brings all his reciters. He says, you go here, you go there, you're reciting here, you're reciting there. I love that. And he goes, I know that for a fact, and this is true, you know this as well, because I'll plan to be somewhere, and then suddenly I'll be somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, somewhere else, Hassan. I'll plan to be in Kabbalah, and then Kut have to ningle recite it, for mm. example. He, says, he said that. Mm. So even me, for example, personally, there's been times where I've really wanted to recite somewhere. And this is so funny, actually. I really wanted to recite somewhere, uh, but it didn't, it didn't happen. And then I see, for example, they, do, they took one of my videos and played the video instead. Because people were requesting you were still there. Yeah. So I was still there. Yeah, 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 I still yeah. got the thawab. Or, yeah. for example, I wanted to recite somewhere, it didn't work out, but somewhere else invited me, which is even better. Mm. Right? Mm. SubhanAllah, it's, 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 it's really crazy. Even, yeah. for example, this year uh, was the second year that I missed Arba'in. You guys know, when it comes to Arba'in, I'm a bit crazy. <laughs> when it comes yeah, to Arba'in. Yeah. Second year, I Arba'in. I didn't go to go to Karbala, but I went to uh, Los Angeles to recite mm. for Arba'in. And it was one of the most beautiful 
impactful programs that I've been in because there were people there that weren't, that weren't Shia, that weren't even Muslim, that were there to appreciate the poetry. So it's like Imam Hussein told me, I know you want to come, I need you here. And that's what you got to remember. It's a bigger purpose. Yeah, yeah like when we talk true. about Imam Hussein being alive, we mean it, he's there. Like when I go to the ziyarah, and I'm sure you guys feel this as well, when you go to the grave, it's not that you're just saying salam to metal. He's, we have hadith that he's sitting there listening to people, answering mm-hmm. people's wishes. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. So for me, this is my king, and I'm there to serve him, and, whatever, whatever. and he commands me, and I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's what I aspire to do. And I think that's the main thing to keep when you want no, to Allah bless serve. you. Always Saints grant your friends and crown on every man. Yep, on there the you recent go. line you wrote. Nori. You know that, just as a last comment, and maybe to wrap up, inshallah, you know, we can all have this mentality going mm. forward. And I think just to, just to add, we should, we should try and apply that Allah has given this and can take to everything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To your health, to your wealth, to your family, to, to all... All the barakat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given And sometimes us. Allah might take your talent away from you. It might be good for you. Yeah, of course. That's another thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, it doesn't mean Allah's upset with you. Maybe, for example, He needs you, for example, to, to do something else for now. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like just be in sync with Allah's plan and the plan of you know, the Al-Bayt carrying out that plan. We started this conversation on... on you guys charging thousands. I don't charge no, thousands. No, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but honestly, we people, started... We people started, ask these questions. Yeah, yeah people ask, yeah. yeah. To you know, facilitate the understanding I think it's, it's No but it just goes to show That it's mm. a much deeper discussion Than just Oh it's right or it's wrong or, There's so many variables to consider There's so many things to understand That each and every individual Who's part of our community Has their own story Has their own yeah. challenges so, so don't judge them if Don't judge there, you anyone know, you know? Because I've been in so much conversation Like did you hear this guy Charge this Did you hear this yeah, guy Said this to this community It yeah, doesn't yeah. end just stop it. I mean, honestly. yeah, and at the end of the day, it's you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has got a plan, and mm. Allah's written, um, you know, He knows what's to come, yeah, and He's given us the free will to act. I, th- I think, by the way, also it really comes down to your intention. Of course, some people they can't they can't ask for money because they're like, if I ask for money, my intention is skewed. Yeah, some people they're like, if I don't ask for money, I don't get paid. My intention is skewed. But that's fair enough. So, so for I, them, I, I think there's that's, a that's what I'm saying. I think it's also specific to Individual. yourself. How much you know yourself and what your intention is. Ah, so. All comes down to your near. Yeah, of course. Of course. Mm. Yeah. I mean, everyone will have their own. And, and you guys very kindly shared your your own barometers and the way you guys approach it and, and what filters you use for yourself. Nori, you'll treat business different to communities. Say you'll have your own perspective as well. And everyone will do that. And, and that's important. And, and for us on the receiving end or the giving end in terms of hadiyah and whatnot, we should perhaps be more conscious of that and to say, well, you can't say, well, the last speaker charged me this, but you're charging me that. It doesn't work like that. You know, you can't compare mm. apples and oranges in many cases. So, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us more tawfiq to, to be more appreciative, to be more open-minded, understanding. And lastly, hopefully Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us more subscribers. And you can help <laughs> us out with that. That's guys. worth more than money these days, subscribers. That's worth more than money, bro. <laughs> yeah, now, inshallah, yeah, yeah, guys, if, if, if you've stayed this far till the end, we said it last week. Uh, was it last week? Yeah. Then, you know, hit the subscribe button. You might as well. Yeah, it's, it will last help week us we, well, Last week we said it, I uh, think... In the love of Amir al-Mu'mineen, smash that like subscribe button. button. And thanks to Nuri Sardar coming all the way here from the United States for many Nuri other reasons in. at the same time. We thought we'd give this unknown poet a small chance on the <laughs> Aftermath <laughs> podcast. I'm joking. Oh, honestly, I'm joking. Thank, you. You. No, thank, thank you. You've been an inspiration to many service. and you are no stranger to many listening and watching to this podcast. Hopefully so inshallah you continue in this and we pray for you the best of tawfiq in the service that you all do. Thanks bro. Alright guys, have a great week and we'll see you next week. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.